this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Pie Boy Podcast. Sparky. Uh, let's see. So, big day, January 20th, 2021. New president. New things happening. Old stuff being done. Done with, but not done. There's a lot of work and things to be done. It's a lot to say, but today was a good day. And I just think of, I, I feel bad for those people that still believe in all those lies. And I won't name names or anything. They know who they are. And I hope um, that you figure things out and find out the truth and go to the light, maybe, whatever that means. Positive, find the positive, move on, grow, admit that you were wrong, and come talk about things in the actual reality. And we'll see where we go. All right, well, with that being said, that was good. But man, so much frustration around that. Political things. Humanity taking a huge hit in America, um, not to mention across the world in many ways. And today kind of, all right, not kind of, it did help um, bring hope and just a better message, just a better starting place at the very least. So much. It's like so much to be said. I just keep coming back to that. But the frustration with all that stuff. Oh, I know, like just personally been feeling frustrated about it and at people and at all the things happening. You don't even have to say them. We all know what's happened in the last two weeks, last four years. The last 10 years, it feels like. Um, but like with that going on, so political climate, social climate, pandemic climate, all those things going on, and then trying to find a job in this kind of climate has been a nightmare. Um, so hard. Such a challenge. Um, and the fuss, uh, I've been frustrated with that. I didn't get a job that I interviewed for. And it's just, it's frustrating, but it's also like a stepping stone. I know I have to learn from it and just keep looking, looking and keep working, keep getting better at things, staying sharp. It's just a matter of time. Um, but in the frustration with all the bad things going on, you name it. Um, there's also opportunities that come up. So a friend gave me an opportunity to work for a little while, and it's great. So thankful for that. So the op there's little opportunity there. 
with all the bad things going on, but there's also opportunity to be nice and do little things now because we really don't see each other now. So when we do, we have to be extra good because it means so much more now. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't gone out and experienced like being around other people, trying to help other people. I've done DoorDash for a while now. I'm like almost 500 deliveries, not 500 deliveries, almost very close, like three quarters of the way there. Um, and now I have this new opportunity. That was an opportunity. Um, showed me a lot of good, showed me a lot of bad, but it helped me help my family have money, give me a job. So that's a good opportunity. There's little opportunities and all this bad stuff. I just keep coming back to that, but it's huge right now. Just feel hopeful today. The inauguration, all the people speaking and just the sense energy in the air felt good. Felt good. So got to look at those good things. They mean so much more now. And also, that brings you, that gratitude brings you to being thankful. I'm thankful where I am um, with all the things that happened, good and bad. And being with my wife and being with my baby is everything. And has helped, is, is the silver lining. We've said that from the beginning. It's our silver lining, our little pod. So... With the positive energy, here we go. Stories. So, um, back to, uh, it's so crazy. More, I just started realizing I have so many stories about physical trauma as a kid. Getting hurt or getting injured, having to get first aid and different things from good, from good and bad choices or things that weren't even my fault. But I thought of a couple more, so... I'm going to read two that I've already written, but I just thought of two that I want to talk about really quick and sum them up. But it was, there was a third thing that I was thinking like, cause I've stepped on glass. I've stepped on nails, stepped on like Christmas bulb that are made out of glass, actual light bulb glass, different things like that. And I was like, Oh, there's another thing that I've stepped on besides those two things. And then it hit me this week as I was working on these other stories, as I stepped on two different times, got actually not two different times, two different times of getting a fishing hook stuck in either my foot or my hand. Terrible. So as a little, little kid, so around the time of these stories, around this time, I might've already written the story, but I, I don't see it in the outline as I'm working on this. So maybe I forgot about it. But anyway, I was probably like four or five at the most. Because the memory is very faded. It just seems far away. Which it is. It's almost 30 years old. And we're at Harriet Lake. And it was like opening weekend. And it was in the morning. And my I didn't go early to go fish. Obviously, I stayed back with my mom. But 
they came back at the time that we would normally wake up. I don't know, like probably seven or eight. I'm assuming based on like how my baby sleeps, she is even earlier than that, but I'm older in this story. So maybe I'm hoping that you sleep longer or later <laughs> as you get older. I don't know. That might be a, that might be some false hope as a dad, but <clears throat> I remember them coming home. My dad and his buddies they were camping with us and my uncle and they come and I went running towards the shore to the water barefoot and stepping on a hook and then just being one of the worst pains of my life. It has to be, and maybe it's just because it happened so early on in my life or whatever, but it's also your foot. Your foot is so sensitive to things like that. And I've already stepped on nails and glass. So this was bad. And then the next time, same place too. So I'm thinking, I thought this week, maybe Harriet Lake is a little bit of bad luck as far as hooks. Not so much like I always caught fish there, but <clears throat> had a couple weird things happen there. But this time was Father's Day. We took Grandpa Curly, my dad's dad, and then my dad and my sister and my little brother went. <clears throat> I think it was in like eighth grade maximum maybe freshman year and we're fishing on the shore and i remember grandpa was talking to me about something and i wasn't really paying attention and i cast and i like fudged it up so like it, got, it just fell on the shore and he was like shaking his head at me and i went to go grab it and when I grabbed it, I kind of slipped and it stuck into my thumb, like the barb on this lure. So it was like a, I don't know, like a brook trout lure or something, a frog. If you're a fisherman, you would know what I'm talking about. I can't remember. I, we just call it the frog. But I had like three huge hooks and they're really sharp and they have a barb on them. So when they when they go into a fish it goes in really easy but it doesn't come out it's got the like jagged edge on the back it's not supposed to come out. it's like an air it's like the errors you see in freaking cowboy and indian old movies like terrible racist old movies and dude gets hit with an arrow though which was pretty accurate. And also I think in dances with wolves, they show this like people getting shot with the arrows. I can't remember. I haven't watched it in a while. And like the outlaw Josie Wells, but it goes in and it has those, the arrowhead on the, the edge. So it doesn't really come out too well, you know, like cut it out and stuff, which is so graphic and terrible. But basically that's what happened with this fish hook. It went in, and I tried to pull it out and it wasn't. And I just like kind of went and went farther. And I like almost passed out. And my grandpa saw the whole thing and he's like, oh, Casey, my boy, let me see that. And he's like looking at it and he's like, oh, Dougie, look at, come look at this. Look what your son did. And calls my dad over and my dad's like, Jesus Christ. And he like, like has to look away he's like that's terrible 
so he then asks Curly, like, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, unfortunately, we got to push it all the way through. And we got to cut off the barb and then pull it back out. Oh, guess what? That's exactly what we did. On the count of three, they push it through, cut the edge, pulled it out so fast. But it was one of the worst pains of my life. And I look at my thumb, and I definitely have a scar. It's on my left thumb. I definitely have a weird scar. And it's either from this hook or it's from this next story. Um, chapter 22, The Pocket Knife. <clears throat> I got my first pocket knife in sharpening rock when I was in third grade. I earned an official Swiss Army knife for my popcorn sales and Boy Scouts. <clears throat> it made me forget about all the happy horseshit with little Billy cheating the system and taking home the king's bounty of swag in the popcorn sales contest for years. Gramps had picked it up for me one day, and I was stupid excited. I couldn't see straight until I got my mitts on the thing. Gramps was quick to hold off on letting me handle the knife. He wanted me to be safe and learn how to handle that thing. It was a pocket knife, but, you know, young kids are careless with that stuff at first. They don't realize the limitations or the danger of sharp metal. Gramps took his time showing me how to unfold all the tools, showed off the toothpick and the tweezers. He made sure to tell me about using them for splinters, uh, which I did have a tiny problem with. He also walked me through the process of cleaning and using the sharpening stone. He literally told me not to pull out the knife and play with it like a toy and encouraged me to wait for him to sharpen it. I was good for about two weeks, and then I got silly and careless with the knife. I was not treating it like a toy as far as waving it around or pretending like I was stabbing the air. I was more about using it to cut shit and stab dirt. One day I decided the knife needed to be sharpened because of all the stuff I had been cutting and stabbing. I didn't want Gramps to find out I, I was being bad with the knife, and it was dull now, which it wasn't. I just couldn't tell either way. I was 10, and uh, I barely knew my ass from a hole anyway, so I didn't plan to use the stone either, just to cover my dumb tracks even more. I got the bright idea to spin my radio flyer wagon wheel fast and rub my knife blade on that. I thought I was making some kind of knife sharpening gadget, like a grinder or something I had seen in a garage or something somewhere or in a movie. It was not doing anything. I went to test the blade, trying to do the fancy sharpness test thing where you slide the knife gently across the edge of your finger, you know. Grams did it many times, so I thought I could do it too. Instantly, I cut my thumb open like a Thanksgiving turkey. Blood squirted, and thank God I had a rag. I put pressure on it to stop the bleeding because I remember that from Boy Scouts and the CPR and first aid badge stuff we did. 
I was more worried about Gramps finding out. I went to Graham first because Gramps was not home from work. I told on myself because I had to. Graham was quick to help me and then told Gramps just as fast. I needed that. She wanted me to be safe with my pocket knife. I get it. In the end, Grandpa was not happy, but he felt bad about what I did to my thumb. He didn't want me to learn the hard way, but I did. That was part of the tradition. You have to learn by the blade sometimes. So, I'm pretty sure this scar I was looking at, I thought it was from the hook. I think it is. There's a like a roundish spot because it was towards the top. So I had to kind of come out through the nail. Oh, it was or like under the nail to the side. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible, my friends. Terrible. But he did it. And I survived. But I look at this when I did the knife thing and I went whoosh, whoosh, across my thumb and it just cut it wide open. Yeah, this is it. I see it. Left hand, left thumb got balled up as a kid, let me tell you. I also had somebody step on it um, in baseball my sophomore year, or no, freshman year on JV. We went to Sisters, and it was a really cold game. I slid head first, and I was safe. They're trying to throw me out at second. It was, I don't think I was stealing, but it doesn't matter. But the guy came down. He had to jump up for the ball, and he came down with his metal cleat. In the, like, it was snowing at the end of the game, so it was like 30 degrees and dropping as we were there. We had to leave early because it was getting nasty, and we weren't sure if we were going to get home back to Malala. But anyway, he took out a chunk of my thumb. Oh, it hurt. And I played the rest of the game. I just like taped it up and wore a batting glove. It was my field fielding hand, my left hand. And oh bad. This thumb has seen better days. Oh yeah. I got my thumb good. Totally messed up my thumbprint. I haven't like looked at it. It's like a lightning bolt. It's kind of like a Harry Potter mark on my thumb. Which is funny to think, but it's because Watched a lot of Harry Potter over winter break. Um, bought the whole um, series, so had to watch the whole thing, right? Now that we had it, didn't have to wait for it to be on TV. Funny story. But yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I did a lot of weird stuff. Maybe I shouldn't say weird. Experimental, curious stuff as far as like the gadget thing with the thinking that the wheel would sharpen because I had seen that and it like I it made sense oh it spun but I didn't realize like how fast a real grinder spun at that point in my life I hadn't really been around it with or anybody taught me how to be around it or use something like that I just had this idea so I was gonna try it did a lot of stuff like that I'm thankful I didn't get more hurt or whatever from doing stuff like that pocket knife wasn't so bad but eventually i became safe so i don't know if i said that everybody's probably pretty worried by the end of the story about me with a knife but this is as a kid i'm growing up i promise
Next story. So in the last story, I said something about a splinter and how I had a little itsy-bitsy problem with that because my grandpa had said the pocket knife had the tweezers and the little toothpick. And he's like, oh, it's good for getting a splinter out. And it's because prior to getting that knife, I'd had a couple run-ins with splinters that I needed help removing and had a big ouch in my hand like a sore for a while nasty so um this is one of those one of those splinters i call it the splinter because it's by far the worst um in my memory and i'm pretty sure i have the scar and that's on my left hand as well so that's kind of weird there's something about my left side um that's the side that with my shoulder got balled up and I had to have surgery and my bicep and my, you know rotator cuff and labrum and all that stuff um my pec had a weird like growth on it at one point like extra tissue so I had to get that removed not a tumor or anything like that just weird growth yeah it was very embarrassing now more people know about that but yeah, yeah, all on the left side. It's very weird. What does that mean? I know I've heard stuff about that, but I can't speculate now. Because that's not the point of the story or the podcast today. We're talking about the splinter that changed everything. Chapter 23. There was this god-awful wood fence next to Grandma's house, and Grams used to tell me to stay away from it. It was old and ratty with jagged edges. It was decaying and moldy in spots. One day, I got too close to the fence and leaned on it without thinking. As soon as I touched it, a giant shatter of wood broke off into my hand, sliding deep into my right palm. Hmm, That's wrong. It was definitely my left. Um... It was sticking out and throbbing. It felt like a knife in my fleshy palm. I went to grab the part sticking out and in shock, and it broke off. Now the splinter was really deep. I felt like I was going to pass out. I ran screaming with tears in my eyes to my gramps. He grabbed my hand and looked at it. He was holding my hand so tight. Then he said, Son of a bitch, Case. That's a real bugger. We have to get that thing out. We were about to leave for the Oregon Coast Aquarium in Newport. Trust my luck. Gramps then said he would need to use a needle because it was so bad. I was crying so much. I was so scared because it hurt so bad. And once I heard him say the word needle, I went into panic mode. It took me some time to calm down and trust him. Then we sat down on the couch to do the deed. Mom and Kayla sat with me. Graham held my other hand uh, while Grandpa dug that bastard out of my hand. It hurt like hell at first. But then he said he got it and the pain faded away. It was very sore after that. 
but the pressure was gone and the throbbing pain. It must have hit a nerve, I thought. Then my gram put this magic homemade salve on the wound. It was this ooey, gooey, green, stinky goo that would pull the toxins out of wounds and even suck out foreign bodies like slivers and dirt. I have no idea what was in it, but it worked. It had fixed another serious splinter I had gotten. Gramps used his pocket knife that time and it didn't work. The piece of wood was too deep. I almost passed out on that one too. Mom yelled at Gramps to stop and not to do it. She had to run outside that time. It was too gory for her. Yeah. Two different splinters that were bad. So bad. Ah, oh, splinters, slivers, all any time is horrible. I've had ones that don't make sense where you don't feel it and you like see it and you're like, oh whoa. Just like a little one in the side of your hand or something, but anything like on the fingertips, in the palm, oh, it's so bad. Your feet, just the hand I've always gotten them like in my hand. Oh, her fingers so bad under your nail. Oh, there's no, it's so hard to explain that pain. It's just excruciating. And this time off this fence. Oh, I tried to stay away from this fence. It was so bad. It was just falling apart. Terrible. The neighbors didn't give two, you know, what's about it. They just let it decay and get terrible at the coast. Just this nasty, like piece together, piece together fence. It kind of looked like rail, uh, rail road ties, but it wasn't that big. There's just these like two by fours, but like super rough and falling apart. Like I said, jagged got me you just like touched it i just leaned on this thing and you knew right away like my grandpa that's why he told me to stay away from it. i just remember it like echoing in my head like stay away from, don't play over there by that like don't mess around because he had major slivers he had told me stories whenever like the two times he was Doing the slivers and getting them out of my hand, he would how he calmed me down is he was telling me about slivers that he had and what he had to do and like oh this one's not as bad. He would say yours is bad, but not as bad as this. And like it would kind of switch your thinking a little bit. And he was like talking to me. Oh, this time though, I just think of my mom and my little sister holding my hand, and my grams holding my hand. I'm just trying to breathe and their grandpa's digging in my hand, getting that gnarly thing out of there. Oh, so bad. I'm scared as a dad with that stuff with my kid. Like I just, Oh, I get so worried because I know how those like getting hurt feels. And like, I know it's part of life, but Oh man, I just get nervous. I'll be there. I'll be strong. Definitely. I was always strong for my sister when she had big cuts. Like one time she fell on her bike and scraped her leg really bad. And I helped her with that. But I've done it myself. Like things I'm just like, oh, please. 
I'm trying to get her to wear pads more than I did. I did for a while, but then I stopped. And now it's kind of come back around. And like, it's probably good just to start with the pads. Always kid through a doll. Like probably more often than not wear the pads. But I know I'm just being like a nervous first time dad. But it definitely stresses me out. But I think I also I was kind of bad. I had bad luck. Um, I was a little clumsy at certain with certain things, and I was pretty wild too as a little kid. Just pushed. I just ran around like super free, but then things like that would slow me down. Stopped running around barefoot pretty quick. Um, once I stepped on certain things and hurt my feet. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how these injuries have got me all worried. I, once again, after they've happened, not like the, I, sometimes you have like a phantom pain. I don't know if people have ever experienced that, but I definitely have. And from old injuries, especially with my shoulder. But the splinter, I felt it just talking about this and like the pocket knife. Oof. Oh, and then I, th- I thought of another, sorry, to go off on another story of getting hurt. This is later in life, living with, uh, with my wife before our baby came. And one of our coffee mugs, I like put hot coffee in it and went to take a sip in the morning it the thing shattered and i was still holding on to the ring part because that like came off as like one of the big chunks not the ring but like the like the ring to hold and it sliced my freaking thumb open so bad worse than my pocket knife because it was so sharp and just like fell just the gravity just took it across my thumb 